Hi folks, welcome back to another episode of Talk Sex with Sugar. And as you know, every episode has been a hit, back to back. And this one is not about to be an exception. So get comfortable, get your snacks, get your drinks. You know, make sure you're very comfortable because you're about to get in for the ride of your life. Hi folks, welcome back to another episode of Talk Sex with Sugar. And today we are going to continue exploring more women's experiences with contraceptives and how it has affected their lives and relationships. And on today's episode, I'm going to be talking with Esther, who is a medical doctor, and she would be sharing her experience using contraceptives with us and every other thing around it. Welcome, Esther. Uh, thank you very much for um, I'm happy to be here to share my experience. Uh, I'm Dr. Esther Monsele, and I work uh, with Aminu Kanu Teaching Hospital, Kano State, Nigeria. So uh, let me say I've had a kind of uh, wonderful experience with a wonderful and disappointing experience with uh, contraception. Wow. So I started my journey with contraception in 2019. And the, the first thing I needed to do was to decide on what appropriate, uh, what contraceptive method was appropriate for me as a person. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I couldn't make a decision. So I stuck, I just got stuck with um using barrier method, uh, which is the male contra uh, the male condom. Male condom. Okay. okay. But um but uh, my husband kind of felt it was time for us to have a child. So we decided to stop using the condom and um, I got pregnant and delivered the following year in 2020. Now following delivery I I took a course because I needed to know what method to use because I didn't think at that point in time the barrier method was sufficient for me. So I decided to go for the implant. Now, my decision for going for the implant was basically uh, uh, for the sake of convenience because I felt it's just convenient to have something that is just there. Yeah, you don't, you have, don't, to you don't have to, to keep hospital. removing it and, you know, putting it back. Exactly. You don't have to keep removing, keeping it, putting it back or going to the hospital every two, two months or three months to collect injections and all that. And then I also felt that um, because I'm a medical doctor, I've, I um, see patients in the family planning clinic. So I've had my own experiences also okay. of seeing patients who are on injectables and they complain uh, the complaint of um, intermittent bleeding, um, adding weight, um, a lot of them come with complaints of acne. And um, so it's for me, I just felt okay, fine. I think I can go with um, the, the implants. The implants. I, I went with Jado. I went for Jado and um, I had it on for about a year. Now, in the process of having it, for about a year, I started noticing that I was adding weight tremendously. Like, I didn't like it. I was really adding weight. 
uh, at some point, some people felt I was pregnant again. <laughs> wow. Because I, I was really, I was really looking big. And so I decided that, look, I don't think this method is for me. So in 20, um, I think in 20, towards the end of 2021, I think so. I, or you know, February 2022, yeah, I removed the implant. I removed the implant and I felt I'm done, I'm done with it. I, I don't think I need it. So I decided to stick with um, barrier method and um, oral contraceptive pills. Okay. So um, in the process, uh, sometimes I kind of miss my pill. I don't know, maybe because of the stress of work. So I just forget. And then I have to end up, if, if I had intercourse, I have to end up taking um, the morning after pill just to uh, counter the effect yeah. of um, having um, having had uh, yes unprotected sex. So uh, after after I had been doing that for, from February 2022 down to uh, December 2022. So I traveled in December. Uh, I'm sure you remember telling me our yes, journey to India yeah. where, we, where we met. Okay, so I traveled to India and then I came back. I came back for, I came back home and then somehow I, I don't know what happened, but two weeks after I came back, I discovered that I was having, no, three weeks after I came back from India, I discovered I was having some funny, funny symptoms in my body. I was like, what is going on here? What's going on? <laughs> what is I started feeling weak, feeling nauseous, uh, uh, kind of having this kind of uh, feeling of irritability. Like everything just got me very angry and all that. I said, what's really going on with me? So I had to do, initially, I was reluctant to do a pregnancy test. Because I was like, how can I get pregnant when I know that the following year I have very important events in my life mm. that I needed to it on. And so I, in January, I decided to take the pregnancy test and I found out that I was actually pregnant. Wow. It was a shock because I was like, I'm on OCP. Then sometimes yeah. if I miss the OCP, I... I repeat the dose and then I have to take um, like a morning after pill yes, just to make sure after. that nothing mm -hmm. happens. So what exactly happened? Up to today, I cannot, I can't tell what really happened. Wow. So that, that was my disappointing journey about the contraceptive method. So uh, I think I spoke to, I spoke to a family planning nurse about it. Yes, I'm a doctor. I have all the knowledge about family planning. Yeah. But still, here I am. I'm pregnant and I was actually in contraceptive. So, so I spoke to her and she was like, well, it actually it's very possible for, for it, a method to fail, which which was actually the case. Okay. And um all I need to do is that maybe next time I might have to use a more um, feasible method for myself mm -hmm. and she advised that okay fine since I'm the type that doesn't have time to always um, keep removing and replacing or, or going to the hospital to get another dose of contraceptive 
maybe I can next time I can stick to the IUCD. Okay. And she thought that it was better to stick to the non-hormonal um, IUCD because okay. the um, intrauterine contraceptive device. So since um, I've had experiences of um, weight gain and acne with the previous, with the previous hormonal one. method I was using. Okay. Yes. So uh, currently your girl is pregnant. Uh, oh my. I'm about seven months gone now. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, we are pregnant and I'm supposed to be writing exams. I'm supposed to be writing a project. I'm supposed to do so many things. So I felt a bit disappointed because I was like, oh my God, I have so many goals to achieve mm-hmm. in 2023. Why did it have to happen? That you know, we just have to accept it. It has happened. It has happened. Anyway. Um, we just have to deal with the situation. Yeah. So that's why I said it, it's been a wonderful journey, but it was also uh, kind of disappointing. It's a, it's disappointing one too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just it. So first of all, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, well, I, I wasn't. I, I really wasn't expecting that I would be pregnant at this point, but it's kind of, and I was happy to share it because I felt um sometimes we are just we and we are just moved by okay I think this method will be feasible for me to okay. get, but we don't really make um like informed informed decisions about contraception mm. in this environment like in the north where I where yeah, I practice as a doctor, a lot of women make decisions on contraception based on what a family member is using, uh, based on what a friend is using, based on what a colleague at work is using. And when they come for counseling at the clinic, um, you try to counsel them, you try to tell them that, no, you can't use this method, maybe because you're hypertensive, or you can't use this method because you're diabetic, Oh, you can't use this method because you have heavy flow. You know. Oh, you can't use this method because um you have issues with um uh, what do you call it? Maybe you have a polygamous. Uh, you are from a polygamous household. You know different things that you try to educate them on, but they end up always telling you stuff like, "No, I I think this is the one I want to use." So many times you end up documenting and saying okay this is the preferred method of the patient regardless of counseling Counseling. okay and then we go ahead and give them what they want yeah you go ahead and give them what they want but they always come back with a complaint you always see that complaint they always come back with it so at the end of the day it's just about us making informed decisions about what method is actually appropriate for me Mm. to use so the mistake I made was that, yes, I had all the information about contraceptive methods, both the natural and artificial, the hormonal and non-hormonal and all their side effects. But I think I still needed uh, some level of counseling, especially from a family planning um, nurse, because okay. they are the ones who actually are into these, um, uh, into these methods a lot. Mm-hmm. They understand it, they know it in and out. So I still, regardless of being a medical practitioner, I still needed that um, counseling that, that helped in my decision making. So 
I think that was the mistake I made. I just felt I was confident and knew what I was doing at that point in time. Okay, yeah. I think um, you know, in in respect to what you have said now, you know, especially also about women coming in and saying that, oh, this is what they want, you know, regardless of what a specialist provider has to say. You know, I think sometimes yeah. a lot of people rely on familiarity of a method. So it's like yeah. maybe their friend has been using this, you know, and she said it is good, you know, mm. forgetting that the fact that it is good for your friend does not mean it's good for you. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah, I think I would say that that's also like a a big factor, you know, a huge factor um to why you know this is like a prevalent thing but another thing mm-hmm. i've also picked out from what you said now is the fact that sometimes the fact that one is a medical provider or medically inclined or the fact that yeah. you have an idea of how contraceptives work does not mean that you should still not get information from those who are actively um working they are working with it exactly this episode actually took a turn that I did not expect. You have shared part of your experience using about two, three different methods and what the outcomes were for you, like, basically. And um, I I can also remember that you talked about why you wanted to be on contraceptive, why you chose the particular one you chose at that point in time, you know, putting into consideration the fact that you had things that you wanted to do. You had plans, you know, career-wise. And exactly. um, that was one of the reasons you decided to go on the contraceptive method. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. Um, just one quick question. Um, While you were okay. on, on the implant, you know, while you were on the implant or maybe on the contraceptive pills, did you experience any significant um changes in terms of intimacy with your partner? Because sometimes some people say that, oh, when they're on the implant, they experience some level of dryness and reduced um, lubrication, or maybe sometimes people may say they have reduced libido. Did you particularly experience any significant side effects in that department? Yeah, I think, um, initially, when I started using it, I had issues of um, lubrication. I, I wasn't getting um, wet enough during intercourse, but that was a, the initial part of it. I think my body was just trying to adjust to the presence of the contraceptive at that point. Later on, it, I didn't have to, it didn't really affect my relationship with my husband. That actually, we still continue to our usual way of doing things but it didn't really affect us um at some point when i started using the contraceptive my my husband kind of understood so one day he just randomly came home with a lubricant and i'm like how did you <laughs> so that's why i just decided to take the initiative to get the lubricant and i was really happy about it because it it felt that i i felt that uh, that's a man that looked to see things and wants to help me out good times and yeah he paid atten- attention to detail you know i didn't talk about it but we just continued having our normal um intimate relationship but um we just came home that day and just got it and i'm like wow that's so nice of you that's so thoughtful and it, it was 
it's, I think that was the only side effect I really had. I didn't have issues of low libido, not at all, not at all. Thank you for coming on the show today and um, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I, wish yeah, you the best. I wish you the best going forward. Yeah, thank you so much. And you too. I yeah. think this is a very great platform for women and also men you know, to understand a lot of things about sexual activities, um, sexual relationships and all that. So I think it's a good platform. Keep, keep up the good job. You are doing well. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Hi folks, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And I'm very sure that you enjoyed... Scratch that. I know that you enjoyed this episode. Please watch out for subsequent episodes and please do not forget to um, subscribe and also share the link with your friends and networks. Bye. See you next time.